Welcome to Nets Talk Now, Driving Change, a podcast brought to you by the Network of Employers for Traffic Safety. Each month, we bring you engaging conversations with global road safety leaders and innovators, so you too can work to advance road safety for everyone. Welcome to another episode of Nets Talk Now. I'm Susan Gillies, the Executive Director of the Network of Employers for Traffic Safety. Today, we have the second in a two-part podcast series. If you did not catch the first episode, I would encourage you to find that and go back and listen. We were fortunate to have Darren Grandel, the Vice President of Traffic Safety and Government Relations of Responsibility.org, talking with us, where we discussed employer policies regarding impaired driving and how to keep employers safe and really focus on that safety culture within the workplace. But today, the second part of this podcast now is focusing again on impaired driving, the culture of workplace safety, of course, but also the liability and risks and what employers can do to help mitigate those risks. And so we have with us today one of NET's uh, newest platinum sponsor companies, a company called SoberSafe, talking to us about their technology and the role they're playing in making workplaces safer to eliminate impaired driving. So with us, we have Michael Watson, who is the Chief Revenue Officer of SoberSafe, with more than 25 years as a sales and marketing executive and cutting-edge organizations. Michael is uniquely qualified to lead all aspects of revenue generation for an emerging growth technology company with expertise across product advancement, customer acquisition, and partnership formation optimization. Prior to SoberSafe, Michael invented and successfully marketed a groundbreaking business services product for the healthcare industry, and the solution has now resulted in over $1 billion in annual savings for Fortune 500 customers and over $50 million in revenue to date. Michael graduated from the Michigan State Executive MBA program and earned a Bachelor of Science degree from Oakland University as a marketing major. He has been an industry expert contributor to the Wall Street Journal, Newsweek, and others. Michael is a professor of management at the Oakland University School of Business and also a trustee for Detroit Public Television. So, Michael Watson, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Susan. Appreciate it. So I'm looking forward to this conversation today because this is an area that we continue to have to focus on, impaired driving, and in particular, impaired driving within the workplace. So I'm looking forward to this conversation to talk a little bit about the liability and risks and how SoberSafe can help reduce those risks. So, Michael, tell us about SoberSafe. Tell us a little about the company history, the mission. How did this company come into being? And and tell us a a little bit, give us a little brief overview about the products of SoberSafe. Yeah, thanks for that. The SoberSafe has been uh, around for about four years. I'm proud to say a few weeks ago, we we moved from an over-the-counter stock to the NASDAQ exchange. Our ticker symbol is SOBR, just a little shameless plug there. That's fantastic. That's great to hear. The company started off trying to develop a product that used transdermal technology to detect a level of alcohol, like we're used to hearing in the world every day. You know, we like we hear this person blew a 0.04, this person point blew a 0.05. You know, that is a breath alcohol equivalent. And the company started off in the direction of, of really developing a transdermal technology that would replace that technology in the law enforcement world. But as the product evolved, like many other products, 
the, the mission and the direction changed for the organization. And we created a sensor and an algorithm that's very unique in the marketplace. There's nothing else like it. You can put your finger on a sensor and it can detect whether you're drinking alcohol. It measures parts per million of the vapors coming off your fingertip. And it's very accurate. And that purpose alone, just detecting whether a person is drinking or not, is really the major need that we've determined is in the marketplace. So the company evolved to more of a business-to-business product. And really, our mission is all about creating safer and healthier work environments in America. We know that a high percentage of workers in America admit that they drink on a daily basis or at least once a week. 17% of workers admit they drink at least once a week in the workplace in the United States. And this is a problem. This has caused accidents. This has caused death. It's caused injuries. And it's caused a lot of additional expense for corporations in America. And SoberSafe is really positioned, we've positioned ourselves and our products to be able to help solve that problem. Again, creating a safer, healthier work environment, and really with some of our products, saving lives as well. That's terrific. And as you mentioned, there's nothing else like this out there. And I, I've never come across something like this product. And so I'm, I'm excited to see it um, in person when we have our annual conference. I know you'll be there um, to share this with everybody. So I can't wait to see that because I think this is, as you said, this is an issue. You know, this is something that is going on in workplaces and we cannot ignore it. And while statistics have shown that impaired driving has decreased over the years, Sadly, the latest statistics from NHTSA um, in 2020, for example, there were um, over 11,000 people who died in alcohol-impaired driving traffic deaths, which was a 14% increase from 2019. So while statistics, you know, more recently, the numbers were going down, this during COVID, we are definitely seeing an increase again in impaired driving. And so this, this problem is not going away. So As you know, NETS is focused on advancing road safety and keeping drivers safe, in particular employees safe. So I'm, again, very excited to have Sober Safe on board with NETS because I I truly think you're there to help create safer environments and uh, to bring this to employers to focus on this issue. So that being said, Michael, can you share with us um, some of your insights into workplace safety? You had talked about, you know, the number of employees who admit drinking while on the job. So how prevalent is alcohol use in the workplace and, and on our roadways? What are you seeing? Yes. So with regard to the, the pandemic, uh, you know, drinking really surged during COVID. We saw a $10 billion increase in beer, wine and liquor sales from, from 2019 to 2020. Um, alone. And that number has continued to to climb. There's been over a 20% increase in drinking and a 34% increase in binge drinking. And that creates real problems in the workplace because a lot of those binge drinking events take place late at night, early in the morning, Mm -hmm. and uh, can still affect people when they come into the workplace. I know Darren had mentioned that as well in our last episode, uh, talking a little bit about that and the mental health aspect that goes with that too. So particularly during COVID, yeah, you know, that's one of the reasons why we're seeing that increase. So that's, that's very true. There has definitely been an increase during the pandemic. Yeah. And on top of that, there's a 270% greater likelihood of an accident for workers that have an alcohol problem. But you know, it's interesting that workers, 20% of workers report that they're concerned about a co-worker's drinking and how it might jeopardize their own productivity or safety. And we certainly see that when we install our devices. Our devices typically go 
into the entry point of a workplace. They're a little bit larger than a mouse, um, a little bit larger than a mouse pad. You put your hand on the device as you enter the facility, and it simply says yes or no. The person has alcohol in their system or not. So it creates a real deterrent to people coming into the workplace. And what we've found as we've set up devices and done installations around the country is that the workers tell us they know exactly who drinks in the workplace, right? but they will never, ever turn them in. Right. They don't want to tell on the coworker. No. We worry about peer pressure for our children every day, but in the workplace, we face that you know similar peer pressure every day. And so really what our device helps companies do is, is just create a level playing field. And once the device is installed and people see, if I were drinking, I would be detected. They just don't do it anymore because current works that well. Right. And, you know, what, another important factor, going back to your question about workplace safety, depending on what government study you look at, between 25 and 47 percent of workplace accidents are related to alcohol. And, you know, one thing that's happening in America is work the, in the workplace when there is an accident, insurance companies are doing a good job of requiring their customers, the employers, to do a drug and alcohol test on everybody involved in a workplace accident. And so the numbers are getting better. We're, we're collecting better and better numbers every day. And that helps us as well. Sure. And it does. Again, it has to do with the testing. And uh, if you have that in place, that is the deterrent there. So we know also that employers can be held liable for employee behavior in the workplace. And so particularly if you have drivers out there who are impaired, the employer is going to be held liable for that. So uh, you mentioned insurance companies. One of the largest corporate expenses are insurance costs. And so truly, one of the risk mitigation strategies, as you mentioned, is this testing. So if you put into place drug and alcohol testing and screening policies, you're going to help mitigate that risk. From your perspective, though, the the organizations that you've been working with or others that you've seen, how prevalent is drug and alcohol testing? Is it happening in workplaces or is this still something new that a lot of organizations have not put into place yet? Yeah, really, I, I would categorize companies in America into two different buckets, if you will. You know, the first one would be the companies that are adhering to government requirements, right? So there are DOT standards out there for, for drug and alcohol testing for DOT customers, for example. And uh, so they'll have to test a certain percentage of their employees every quarter for drugs and 10% of their employees generally for alcohol. But the problem with that is, let's take a look at over-the-road trucking, for example. You're testing over-the-road truckers, 10% of them every quarter. Over-the-road truckers leave the hub, if you will, for days and days at a time. And the time that you have to test them is when they come back. So if people are drinking every day on the job in that particular job, it doesn't take a lot of forethought to say, okay, well, that last half a day before I get back to the hub, I'll just not drink. And therefore, the likelihood of detecting somebody under those testing protocols is very, very minuscule. So when you use a product like ours, and you can test people continuously, it really is a game changer. And that kind of leads to that second bucket of employers. And those are employers that are really forward thinking and looking towards creating the safest work environment possible, safe for everybody all the time. And those companies are looking for technologies like ours that can be implemented to really do a superior job in reaching that goal. So, for example, we're launching this month a new product that's a wearable product. And that product is like a Fitbit. 
and an employer can give that to employees to wear during the workday. So in the case of an over-the-road trucker, they could be wearing that monitor device the whole time that they're gone from the hub. And that would allow the employers to know that that vehicle is uh, being driven safely across America. That sounds like a great uh, product because to your point, you know, if they're gone from the workplace, how do you test them? Well, so that that's a fantastic way to do that. But here's the million dollar question, which I'm sure everybody else is thinking as well. What if they take that that wearable device off? That's a great question. And then, and, and, you know, when I talked earlier about our mission, I said to save lives. I added that to our mission state statement. And I do that purposefully because our products aren't just for businesses. We're launching this wearable product in the teenage driver market. So imagine having a teenage driver, uh, 16 years old, and we're getting up to the fall here and football time. Uh, you know, your teenager wants to take the car and go to the football game on Friday night. You have them wear this Fitbit-like device. It um, is very inconspicuous. Nobody would even know what they're wearing, but it's really an alcohol monitoring device and a GPS device. So it monitors your your teenager for alcohol use, make sure they're not drinking. And and it also tells you their location. And if they take it off, you receive a notification that they took it off and where they were when they took it off. So for those dispatchers in the -the over-the-road trucking world, this technology works in a similar way. The driver can be required to wear the device when they're on duty. They can take it off when they're off duty and the dispatcher will know. So that they can, and the dispatcher will be able to access that information through our hub. And that's all uh, housed in the Microsoft Azure cloud. So everything is very secure. Uh, we do that so that we can meet whatever um, private health information uh, uh, requirements that companies have. So we're very proud to have put this this process together. And in the case of the teenage drivers, we, we think we can save lives. In the case of companies, we can save lives too. We all have read the unfortunate uh, articles recently about nuclear verdicts that uh, are happening because of of uh, problems that are happening in in this particular sector. That is exactly what it comes down to. It's about saving lives. And I have two teenagers, so I can relate to that and the need for a product like that, but especially in the workplace, because as you said, we're all working together to try to keep everybody safe. So that's a terrific example. So you'd mentioned uh, nuclear verdicts and liability, and um, we've been talking a little bit about that, that risk here. So do you have an example of a company Uh, one that maybe you've been working with who has been proactive like this, because to your point, this needs to be proactive, not reactive. We can't wait until there's a crash where somebody gets killed because of one of our employees that was out there driving impaired. So being proactive is is really important. So can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, maybe give an example of a company that's done this and, and share a little bit more about that liability aspect? Yeah, working with a, a business owner here in Michigan, where I'm located, um, you know, they have about 220 warehouse workers and drivers, and and by implementing our technology, they're really creating that alcohol-free work environment. But that business owner, as well as others that we talk to, that fall into that second bucket I talked to earlier of really trying to be proactive. That's that's where things are starting. We're seeing things starting to change. What you know, the the DOT requirements. Uh, let's go back to the ten percent for for alcohol screening are small, and we know that from a, a realistic perspective, that's not really going to help solve the problem. So what happens is, if you know that you have a problem and you're just doing the minimum or nothing to solve that problem, if you know you have people that you suspect are drinking and and you're not trying to 
stop that. Um, juries have, the, the legal system has categorized this as negligent retention. So you're retaining employees negligently that you know have a, have a drinking problem and pose a safety and a, a risk hazard to the rest of your population and the cases where you're sending them out on the road to the entire public. That's where juries are coming in with these nuclear verdicts. They're, they're punishing companies that know about their problems. And, and during the trial process, that all comes out, right? They start interviewing employees and they say, oh, yeah, we know Bobby had a drinking problem. He's had one for years. The owners have tried to help him and they've given him 10 chances. And, and now the jury hears that and they say, really? Why wasn't Bobby eliminated from you know, that, the possibility of creating that harm? And, and we're seeing billion with a B, billion dollar verdicts being handed down to these large transportation companies for these situations. So companies are really starting to awaken to the problem and, and where, you know, before some, some owners may have had their head in the sand a little bit or just ignored this or put it on the back burner. It's really coming to the forefront now. I think that's interesting too. You're talking about the negligent retention because I've been hearing, especially with the pandemic, you know, we hear about the shortage of drivers, uh, particularly, you know, truck drivers and companies don't want to lose those people. And so it's easier sometimes just to ignore that there's a problem. We need this driver. We need this person here. And if they're not paying attention and focusing on that impaired driving, that's where all of that risk and liability comes in. And so Sober Safe can help with that to ensure that they're able to retain those drivers, but in a safe way. So as you said, it's, it's about saving lives and making sure that, that they're on the roads in a safe way. Yeah. And, you know, the, that, that's a great point. What has happened, too, is we've been helping companies work with their insurance carriers. And to your point about the shortage of drivers, we found that working with the insurance carriers, some carriers will allow companies to bring back drivers that may have had a, a DUI and it may have been their first offense, but they can't drive anymore. They might allow those people to be brought back sooner if they're doing daily alcohol testing to ensure that they're not going on the road under the influence. So it's actually our product in some cases has helped people be able to recruit drivers in the workplace. But really more importantly, you know, there's a there's a study that's out there that's easy to Google. It's by uh, a trucking company called J.B. Hunt, and they implemented hair testing years ago. And they have a over a 10 years of data on their hair testing um, process. And after... Um, testing people for four or five years, they saw the number of positive random tests start to go down. And when they increased the testing requirements to all of their drivers, the, the number of people detected on a random test went to zero and stayed that way for six years. So we know that regular testing is a great deterrent. And that's really a, a big message that we need to get out there to, to corporate America to say, if you do this, you'll be rewarded. And in those cases, we also work with our clients to go back to their insurance carriers and help get a discount. So in the case of the company I mentioned earlier, with just over 200 drivers and warehouse workers, we were able to help them reduce their insurance premiums by over a quarter of a million dollars a year. That far exceeds the cost of doing the testing. But at the same time, they have a, a group of happier, healthier employees and once you get through the initial shakeout of, of some of the uh, employees that aren't going to make the cut, you end up with 
the best fleet of drivers in the business. So you really, it really improves productivity and improves profitability for organizations. A couple of really good points there. Like you said, it, it's saving the company money, you know, it can reduce their insurance costs. It's reducing the likelihood of any crashes taking place, um, particularly injuries or fatalities. So all of that does definitely save the company costs. And again, it's benefit to not only the employer, but also the employees. Are you seeing though, what's the buy-in to this product? When when SoberSafe comes in and, and puts this in place, is there, um, you know, are, are there employees who are kind of balking at this and feeling like, oh, I'm getting tested again and Big Brother's watching me? And how, how do companies deal with that? And it's part of the safety culture, part of the policies, but do they get past that pretty quickly? And again, you mentioned employees not wanting to tattle on each other or tell. So in that regard, it's a, it's a great way to address the issue without having to put the employees on the spot. But are there, you know, some employees that are just not liking this when it first gets implemented? And how do you get past that? Yeah, I have a great story. It's uh, we we installed our products at an Amazon last mile delivery company that about 80 drivers and they come in in different shifts throughout the day and night. So our folks were there enrolling people into the system and teaching the company how to use the product, which is very simple. But in talking to the employees anecdotally, the people that enrolled the first day, they wanted to come back. Our, our device, by the way, the first time you enroll, you enroll your fingerprint, if you will, your, your biometric. So the device knows who you are every time you scan in. And in that way, you don't have the, the scans don't have to be supervised. Uh, everybody can just come in in the morning and, and, and do a scan and the results are captured electronically. The in, in scanning people the first day, when they came back the second day, we were still enrolling another group of people and they wanted to scan. They wanted to scan the second day. And I, we said, we're still doing enrollments. And they said, well, what, can we scan anyway? So it was, <laughs> it was actually refreshing. And then that's where in talking to those employees, they would tell us, you know, we know you're going to detect some people. We kind of are, you know, they're talking in the background of who they think is going to be detected and who's not. The bottom line is, you know, in the first couple of days, we go through some false positives. We tell people not to wear hand sanitizer with alcohol in it right before they go through the process because that would trigger an alcohol detection. And so it takes us a couple of days to go through those folks. And then after that, Susan, we don't have many positive scans at all. It's really like the, the sober check device Instead of an alcohol monitoring system, it becomes an IQ monitoring system. <laughs> People know that they're going to be detected. They just don't come to work under the influence. Right. And that's the point. That's the point. Keeping people from driving impaired. Yeah. So from an administrative standpoint, if somebody in HR is listening and they're thinking, oh, my God, this is going to take me a lot of time to administer. Well, no, it doesn't because people, they do the right thing given the, the opportunity to. And we find that people are really very, very compliant. Um, so that hasn't uh, hasn't really been an issue. This is fantastic information. Thank you for sharing this today, Michael. Again, employers really need to be proactive and make sure that they're addressing this issue. Avoid that liability. It really reduces risk. If people would like to find out more information about your product, where can they go? Go to SoberSafe.com and uh, you'll be able to see videos of how the product works. And you can also contact me at michael.watson at sobersafe.com. And just uh, to point out, there's a little twist on the SoberSafe. It's S-O-B-R-S-A-F-E, sobersafe.com. And again, our ticker symbol, S-O-B-R on the NASDAQ. 
Perfect. So thank you for that today. Thanks for being here with us, Michael. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you, Susan. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Now, Driving Change, a network of employers for traffic safety podcast for anyone and everyone who is dedicated to advancing road safety. Be sure to subscribe and tune in each month for new episodes.